Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Happy Monday to everybody out there. This is the Ticket Water Cooler. I'm Jake Bakovan. He is Nate Brennan, and it's brought to you by Colican Water. Uh, let's jump into a little bit of NCAA tournament action as we have been talking about Bryce McGowan's. Uh, if you missed it, Bryce McGowan's is uh, ready to hire an agent and move on to the NBA draft. So uh, that will kind of change how we look at Nebraska basketball and the building block that they had. Real quickly before we do that, <laughs> what is has uh, I know there was maybe the slight hope that Bryce McGowan's would come back. Now that it's uh, pretty close to official that he's not, um, what are your views on Nebraska basketball in the future? I don't think there's any way you can positively spin it. No, I wouldn't say you can positively spin it. Um, I was still. Let's remember the Wisconsin game. I believe he didn't. How many? How many minutes he didn't did play he play? Yeah, playing? didn't play that game. He didn't play at all. I no. thought he played a few minutes. I guess not. Um, so that's at least something to be positive There's about. That. Hoiberg hasn't lost the locker room. It would appear. McGowan's is the only domino to fall. Maybe no other dominoes will fall. Yeah, that's probably a little bit too optimistic to think. But hey, Trevor Lakes is out. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's not a big one. Okay, solid point. Yeah. Um. Look, Nebraska basketball, we've talked about it. Your goal should be 500 and go from there. I think they showed enough talent outside of Bryce McGowan's, bring in a good recruiting class that's sixth in the Big Ten, build towards that 500 record and go from there. I would not say that's out of reach at this point in time. Would you? Even without McGowan's, I don't think it's out of reach. With a fresh slate, I think that maybe, you know, if you <laughs> – I guess that's – 500. That's tough to say. I'm not calling for Hoiberg's job here when I say <laughs> just throw something fresh out there, and I could always expect 500. Um, but Hoiberg's working, uh, you know, from an uphill, you know, downhill position, I suppose, to go uphill um, in my mind because I've already seen a few of his teams with a lot of uh, turnover being – you know, muddled together and not being able to work. It, it's fascinating. Uh, again, now with Bryce declaring for the draft, you already had Delano uh, declare for the draft. You had Teddy Allen um, scored <laughs> nearly 40 points in an NCAA tournament game. Yeah. Um, you know, so there's, there's been talent on campus. It just hasn't meshed well. So I guess the idea now is that you're losing a little bit of the talent. Is it you going are. to mesh better? I, I don't necessarily think so. Bryce no. would have been a great building block um, in, in just just in such an offensive weapon to build your offense around whoever it may be that were that would more you know have kind of a w- well-oiled machine if you if you can kind of get a point yeah. guard in and maybe a true center and some better shooting on the outside um, they would have been again I, I I don't know necessarily know if he comes back if you're predicting them to go to the NCAA tournament next year and no. I, I don't think so so how, how far can you really drop from what three four conference wins whatever right. it was. Um, that's what they have going for them is that they're they they just didn't perform very well altogether. No. And so. I don't think in any way we're saying it's good that Bryce McGowan's left. There might be something no. to be said for a team meshing better without him. I don't know how much truth there is to that. Yeah, I wouldn't. I, I, I wouldn't really necessarily say that. I mean, think about um, it. If he wasn't a five star, if he didn't have any of the hoopla coming in, um, and he just came out of nowhere and averaged 17 points per game as a freshman, and then you lose him. You know, you because we were preparing for this day, I don't think it hurts as bad. I'd agree. But if I'd agree. if it was just kind of a surprise, 
you'd be losing your biggest building block or what you would have expected to be your bi- biggest building block uh, in the program, you know, since Toronto Lou or something like that. You know, <laughs> you'd have to go pretty far back yeah. to a guy that had yeah. this this type of upside. Um, so, you know, in that sense, it's it's really damaging to the program. But it's not so damaging to the program because we all saw it coming, and he warned us, I want to be one and done. So you didn't really view him as a building block. You, view, you viewed him as maybe you could get him to stay, but probably maybe not. Maybe a second year. And yeah. there's some coaching changes that have been in the works. Um, obviously, that hasn't been finalized. But yeah. we know there's going to be some movement in the coaching staff. We know a good recruiting class is going to come in. Do you think – Oh, I don't even know how to word this. Does this give Hoiberg any leniency? Or do you think it's you knew this was the reality when you took Bryce McGowan's, figure it out regardless? Or do you think it's, okay, you lost your five-star. We'll spare you a few wins after that. How do you interpret that? I, I think I don't think this has anything to do with I think Hoiberg has his expectations. Whatever those expectations are that Trev laid out for the season, you reach these expectations or you're done. I don't think this has any type of influence. Yeah, he's and he's going to have to, in my mind, exceed the expectations that are going to be thrown before him. I mean, if, they, if you are able to put together a decent recruiting class, even still you're relying mostly on freshmen. If you can, if you can get Trey McGowan's and Derek Walker to come back, that's nice, but it's not necessarily scaring the Big Ten, right? So <laughs> no. it, I just don't see them to be projected to be higher than 11th or 12th in the Big Ten to begin with, and that's probably being nice. Do you think the number then I, – I said 500. Do you think 500 is the number? I think that I think that's a big ask. If you, if I think you, it's manageable. If you Why go, would it not be? I'm saying if you go eight and ten or seven eleven, seven and eleven, um, you know, even even six and twelve. In the, I mean, maybe not, okay, no, maybe not six and twelve. If you go seven and eleven, that's my metric there. If they go seven and eleven, that's a good season. And, and yeah, I take it. Or they play twenty conference games now. They keep changing that too. So that's throwing me seven off. and seven and thirteen. Yeah, seven and thirteen. Sure. <laughs> That's a maybe. <laughs> you have to kind of see how it's things are going. Uh, let's go to the Honda Lincoln Hotline. Tom has a question. Tom, how's it going? Hello. I'm doing, I'm doing good. How about you guys? Oh, not too doing, bad. Doing good. <laughs> okay, so here's my question. All right. So back when, when I participated in college, you know, there was no such thing as NIL money. All right? Yeah. And we had we had a guy that went on – his junior, he decided to try out for the draft. There was no hope for him to go to the draft. But he ended up going playing Europe ball, and then he played in the Olympics, right? Mm-hmm. So nowadays, like, he probably would stay and take the money of NIL, right? So I don't understand in modern day, all right? So I'm an old man. But in modern day, does, doesn't it make sense instead of back in my day, obviously, if you had a chance for the Hail Mary to get extra money, you took it, right? You went on there. You said, mm-hmm. "Okay, whatever. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do that." But now there's nil money. I don't understand the idea of why wouldn't you develop in college? Like this kid would probably make two hundred thousand next year, and he's totally, in my opinion, he's totally not ready for the NBA at all. And then the next year after that, he'd probably make three hundred fifty k at Nebraska, and then I would say. The fourth year, you'd probably make a million dollars. He would be, he could get his degree. Then, if you wanted to be a, a coach down the ro- road, he could do that. He could still have his signing bonus in three years. He would fully be developed. I just don't understand. I think the Hail Mary of going trying to play professional ball is completely done. 
I don't think you should do that route. But I am an old guy, so I just want to see what you young bugs think. All right, thank you. All right, thank you. Thanks, Tom. Yeah, I think it just, just kind of depends on, on where you're being projected. For for Bryce, I know a lot of us see his game and don't see it as an NBA level quite yet, but he's it's not – I wouldn't consider it a Hail Mary. I mean, there there's – he all he has to do is convince one team. Like, right? It always only takes one team. Takes one. And regardless of, of that idea, which that might sound like a Hail Mary, he's projected from 20th to, you know, 35th or something. And, and that crosses the line over from guaranteed contract to non-guaranteed contract. Yeah. So I understand that. But he is, he is a guy that the NBA is going to be interested in, um, not like borderline interested in. Like, very much interested in having a piece that could be uh, that could bloom over the next several years, regardless of whether that is getting your game better at college or going to the G League or you know playing some minutes in the NBA. We'd have to see kind of how that plays out, but um, yeah, I mean, I so I, I think it's just situational. Some guys, I think that 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 certainly makes sense. Again, it's also hard to kind of tell what the NIL money is. Exactly. To me, it is a bit surprising. Not so much how much money's being thrown around at Nebraska from what Casey Thompson was saying, um, but how little money was being thrown around at Texas, right? Because Texas, yeah. you would think, would be yeah. the other school. Be the school. The school, yeah. more than so than anybody, right? Um, that is throwing out big money. And, and they certainly are in some pro, in some. Um, Programs. We heard the op- every offensive lineman there because they've got a deal, you know, certain deals is making, you know, I think it was that. I, I can't remember what the number was, I but it was, was it was, uh, you know, thousands of dollars, whatever the case may be. Um, so there's there's certain points where they can make a lot of money there. Um, but I just think that sometimes NIL can be a little bit overblown because a lot of it, you know, you have to you just have to have major companies at stake that want to put your name on their brand. A lot of it's going to be gift cards and, you know, stuff that's just not going to translate to NBA money yeah. or a living type and, of money. And that's the problem is we can have these hypo- hypothetical numbers that we throw out there, but when it comes down to it, like you said, an NBA contract is X amount of dollars. This is what you are getting in cash. Obviously, probably not all entirely cash, but you have a financial number that is actually put out in front of you. NIL, I mean – you stay a couple years, and your hope is to make X amount of money. Your hope is to get X in cash, X in cars, whatever have you. But that money in the NBA is boom. It's in front of you. That's yours. I think that we can throw out these numbers, but at the end of the day, how much are businesses, donors, boosters going to invest in the best player for the worst team in the Big Ten? Yeah, Casey Thompson at Nebraska. Nebraska football is everything. Yeah. Sure, he's making 100 k How do we know that a five-star recruit playing for a 10-win basketball team is making that much money? I mean, we don't know. We can say hypothetically, and I do think that there's something to be said. If he did stay till a senior, he would be like God around here. But right. <laughs> So, yeah, if, if he stayed till a senior year, yeah, he'd probably be making a lot of money. But if you can go to the NBA and they can offer you this contract, this much money for this many years, you have to take it. But I also agree, I wouldn't say that he's ready for the NBA. And we're not NBA scouts, and we can't make that decision. But from the eye test for fans, for most fans that we've heard from people in the media, I don't think he is ready. We've heard Eric Strickland, who has more credibility than anyone that I trust on this topic, say he's not ready and he should come back another year. So how much stock do you take in that? When you have a former NBA player, you have a Nebraska Hall of Famer saying, this kid that plays for the school that I played at – who I know what it takes to play at an NBA level, he's not ready. 
Yeah. I trust what he has to say. I do. Well, that's why I, I trust him that he's not ready. I just don't. I, I still think that there's a possibility um, that he's he would be highly valued within an organization. Um, and again, as we're piecing together, again, so first of all, to clean up on some some laundry there, that the Texas is uh, is offering fifty thousand per offensive line starter. Is? So that's, that's still a lot. That's a nice. That's a nice <laughs> yeah. money. But again. This money that we're talking about in NIL money, and, and it's, it's wonderful for college kids, right? It's, 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 it's groundbreaking. It's in, incredible, and I'm glad that it's happening. They deserve it. But it's not the type of money, again, no, once you get not. to the professionals. It's when not. we say that if he's the last pick of the draft, he'll get nearly $2 million, that's for one year. He'll get a four-year contract. He'll get $10 million, right? <laughs> so, and that's out in front of you. You are signing a contract for that amount of money. Yeah, and NIL, you come back just hoping you'll get yeah. a, a certain amount of money. And there's differences in guaranteed money, but we're talking about multiple millions, not yeah. not scratching NIL money to get to a million, which is what it is right now. And that's great. I mean, it's awesome, but it's not professional league money. But here's my biggest concern is, say you do stay another year, you make that leap, you start shooting the basketball better, you put on 15 pounds, and then you're a lottery pick. Then you're guaranteed, what, $20 million? Then there's something to be said for if you go in the second round this year or you take a chance on yourself, you say another year, and then you get that guaranteed whole lot of money. Yeah. And that's what that's the decision he has to make. Yeah, but again, uh, all of it could come back to just the risk. point of, of guaranteed two millions better. Th- you know, even if you, you could know, make twenty million eventually. All of it is is a calculated risk. It is. Are you risking staying in college another year, dropping your draft stock, getting hurt? Do you risk this year to get him taken in the second round? It's all a risk. Honestly, good for him. He took a chance on himself. Yeah, and it's paying off, and we'll cheer for him, but it will hurt Nebraska basketball a little bit. We'll talk about the NCAA tournament coming up next here on the Ticket Water Cooler brought to you by Coligan Water. Give Coligan a call if you're curious about getting your water softener salt delivered to your home or business. Call right now, 402-251-2309, or any time of the day for Coligan Water. We'll be back.